Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct today from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. I hope everyone is doing well today. I know that you are blessed and highly favored, amen, because you're the people of God. And the Bible says that blessed are those whose God is the Lord. So whether you feel like it or not, whether it seems like it or not, I just came out to encourage you this morning and remind you, you are blessed. And just because it doesn't look like it or just because it doesn't feel like it or seem like it, it does not invalidate the word of God. God said that in the Bible, okay? Blessed are those people whose God is the Lord. So you are blessed. You are blessed. I'll say it one last time. You are blessed. Okay, so this morning, I am on my way to the gym. Well, actually, I'm pulling off to the supermarket first so I can get a banana to eat that before I go to the gym. A little quick energy in the morning. My beautiful wife is on a trip, so uh, she's in Florida right now, and she's going to go to Paris and London and all of this stuff, so, you know, I'm trying to run around and not be pathetic, but, <laughs> but anyway, as I was driving this morning, uh, I'm driving right now, and uh, I'm parking right now on the Safeway, which is the supermarket, the parking lot. You know, as the message comes up, that's why I put it down where I get it. That's why I spit it, right? So <clears throat> this message is coming up. So I'm like, okay, let me do this right now. Y'all know how we do it, right? Live and dynamic podcast, all of that. So let's go ahead and jump into prayer. Got a hot message for you folks. Message from the Father. Uh, I pray you receive it. I pray it encourages you. And uh, I pray you walk in that holy boldness. All right, let's go ahead in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day, Father, for the joy of the Lord that is our strength, Father. We thank you, Father, for being good to us, Father, in all of your ways today, Father, that you have made yourself known unto us, Father. You have made manifest your goodness in our lives, oh God. It's, you're so exciting, Father. You really are. The things that you teach us, the way you reveal yourself to us, the way you protect us, the way you bless us and provide for us, God. It's just, you're just so amazing. And any word, any adjective that we use to describe you, Father, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that it falls short of who you really are and the glory that you truly deserve, but we try our best, Father. <laughs> I pray that you would bless and anoint me for this message, Father God, that you would speak it through me, Father. Don't help me, speak it through me by your spirit. I pray for my brothers and sisters around the world, Father, that you would strengthen them, cover and keep them today, Father. We thank you for providing for them. We thank you for protecting them, Father God, in all their ways. And Father, I pray for their hearts today, Father, that where this message finds them, Father, that this message would do a good work on them and encourage them, Father, as your sons and daughters, hallelujah, of the Most High God. Father, I pray that you, you would touch their hearts, that they would be able to receive this message today and put it to work right away. Father, we ask these things in the name of your great son, Jesus. 
Amen. All right, all right. So the title for today, today's message is Only God Knows. Easy title, Only God Knows. So the scripture for this is coming from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, uh, a scripture that is probably very familiar to, I, I dare say, every mature Christian probably knows this verse. If you're a baby Christian, you may not know this verse yet, uh, but we're going to go ahead and read it. I'm actually going to read two different versions for today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little bug or something that's going on making me uh, a little sick, just a little bit sick, but I digress. All right. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an, to give you, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, to give you an, an expected end. I'm going to go ahead and read that again, okay? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now, that's the King James Version. I'm going to also read. From the English Standard Version or the ESV. Again, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. All right, all right. Again, Jeremiah 29, 11. So the reason this came about is I'm driving as y'all know, I was on my way to the supermarket and some thoughts crossed my mind <clears throat> about this transition period that I'm in. Like, I mean, the Lord literally has wiped the slate clean and, and 2024 It's everything is brand new. Everything is brand new, right? There is no nine to five job anymore. <laughs> it won't be a nine to five job. I, I'm literally going to submit my resignation in a couple of weeks then I'll just be running my company full time. Right. And uh, I'm going to be going back to college starting January 8th full time. So, you know, the thoughts just kind of popped. I didn't even have to dwell on it. The thoughts just popped in my head for a second about like money. Right. Oh, we're we going to be good with money. Right. All the bills will be covered and everything because it's a new season. But Holy Spirit is so faithful. As soon as worries pop into my head, and it wasn't always like this. So it, I think I'm close. I'm definitely closer to the Lord now. When As soon as the worry pops into my head, I, I hear Holy Spirit tell me like immediately, immediately giving me encouragement. Immediately. And so the thoughts popped into my head and the thought that occurred to me was, one, stop worrying. Two, right, God alone knows the plans that he has for you. You're worried about these plans, right, this transition. Whose plan is it? See, and I think that, that's the part right there that gets us uh, all tangled up or all anxious. We forget sometimes 
It's not our plan. <laughs> we might have sat and we might have thought about it and we might have scribbled it down on the journal, you know, or whatever you did or, how, or wherever you write this stuff. But we have we lose sight of the fact and the truth that the plans were not our plans to begin with. OK, does that make sense? It's not our plan. So when we start worrying about different things that maybe we didn't, uh, an area that we haven't covered yet. Oh my gosh, did I forget about this? Did I forget about that? What about this? What about that? Well, what if this happens? You know, it's, it's the soul, the soul. It's not your spirit. It's your soul. <laughs> the Bible says, renew your mind. When you get saved, your spirit is new. Obviously your body is not new. Your body is your body, but your soul needs to be renewed. So, you know, your soul is what houses your intellect, your will, your emotions, right? This all comes from the soul. So even though in your spirit, you know God and you trust God, he's good to you. He been good to you. Ain't never not been good to you, right? It's not your spirit that worries. It's your soul. It's your soul, right? David was encouraging himself and he spoke to his soul. It, it's, it's the soul that does this. And thus, it's the soul that needs encouragement. And it needs encouragement twofold. One, from the word of God. And then two, it needs logic. Your spirit doesn't need logic. Your soul needs logic. It needs facts. It needs figures. It needs these things. So it's not just good enough when your soul, right? It's not just good enough when your soul starts to worry. It starts to question, starts to wonder. It gets anxious. Your soul, there's nothing wrong with your soul. That's what your soul does. It's there to do that. It's there to think about things. And, and, when all of the facts that it needs to be uh, content, uh, content have been presented, then your soul has peace, right? Then your soul has peace. But if, but if you're not doing that, then your soul is going to continue to worry. So twofold. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. I need to find this scripture. Y'all bear with me for a second. Okay. When David was talking to his soul, was it Psalm 101, Psalm 104? Hold on, let me look this up right quick. Give me a second, because this is very important. And I, I don't hear people teaching this in the church, which is probably why uh, we still dealing with it. Hold on a second. It's, it's neither one of those. I'm going to have to Google it. Uh, oh, my soul. Why are you downcast? Okay, let me see. Wow, I was way off. Psalm 42. I was in the Psalms, though. <laughs> I knew it was in the Psalms. All right, hold on a second. Psalm 42. Let's turn it right quick. <clears throat> Psalm 42, verse 5. This is David. David says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. 
right? And it says, my soul is downcast within, verse 6, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, here we go. Therefore, I, <clears throat> I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Do you, do you see this? Do you see this? You're like, well, what, do we see what? <laughs> David's soul was downcast. So David had to do something to build his soul up. And it wasn't just giving his scriptures, but it, he, he said what? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And then he said, therefore, I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. So David is giving his soul, one, he's putting his hope in God. So he's training his spirit. He's, he's setting his spiritual sights on God to bring this thing about. But then the second part of that, he's talking to his soul and he's making his soul remember. Let me remember what the Lord did for me. You know, that's what he's talking about there. And we have to do the same thing. So one, like I said, the worry popped into my head. Holy Spirit jumped on that immediately and reminded me, stop worrying. And then also, right, who's, what are you worried about this plan for? Whose plan is it? Is it your plan or is it God's plan? Oh, that's right. It's God's plan. And God is perfect. God on God has already thought of all of this stuff. All of the stuff that I'm sitting here trying to think about while I'm driving and engaged in traffic and whatnot. You know, the Lord had already thought about it perfectly. I'm going to think about it imperfectly. The Lord has already thought about it perfectly and has covered every single angle, every single dimension, the space, the time, people's movements, everything. Things that I can't and you cannot even begin to think of. God has already thought about it. But then what's coming next after this podcast. What I'll be saying to myself as I'm walking in the supermarket. Buying my banana and whatnot. Is reminding myself of the different things that the Lord has done for me. Now some of the stuff is going to be from a long time ago. Like hey the Lord healed my child. You know the Lord healed Vincent. Miraculously the guy that was deaf. The Lord healed my ex-wife right. Took that cancer away from her. Literally just took it. It was gone. That's old stuff. But it's still mighty stuff. Like you know the, the people of God still praised them for parting the Red Sea. It was something that was old. But God did that thing. And it was an amazing thing. And it was a God thing. And and he did it for them, i.e. he did it for you. He did it for me specifically. And we, we have to remind ourselves of that. You have to remind your soul, not just that God did this, right? But he did it for you. That's so important. Psalm 42 verse 8 says, by day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. See, David made it personal. It's not just enough to say, well, the Bible says this. This is what God said he gonna do. Okay, that's a part of the equation to be true. Yeah, 
It's just a part of it. The other part is you have to encourage your soul in the things that the Lord has done in your life and that he did it for you. You must make it personal. Why? Because your soul needs that. Your soul needs to know that God is your God. That, that your God has done these very specific and intimate things just for you because he loves you. That's what your soul equates. You think about being in an intimate relationship, brothers and sisters. You know, you're in an intimate relationship with this person of the opposite sex. Just throwing that out there. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, at first you might kind of like this person, but then they have to do certain things to kind of win you over, to kind of win over your affections, right? Because you have to know that this person doesn't just, you know, this person likes me for me. This person loves me for me. This person is doing X, Y, and Z for me. Why? Because that's the question your soul is asking. Why are they doing X, Y, and Z? And then it's up to you to deduce at some point in time, oh, they're doing it for me specifically because they love me. They wouldn't do this stuff for anybody else, but for me, because they love me, they would do it. And it brings gladness and security to your heart. Sisters, you know about security. The brothers don't, we might not really think about security in a relationship that much. It's important to us, but it may not be a factor on the forefront of our minds. In other words, we know it's important to us, but we may not consciously think about it. Whereas women, this is something that you've been taught probably since a young age to think about security. You know, is my heart secure with this person? Am I secure? Is my relate? Is my future secure with this person? Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that's very important. This is the way the soul works. It's the, it's the way the soul works. And if you think about it, we actually got that from father. How many times in, in the Bible did, did God talk to the Israelite people and he would just be telling them like, my heart is breaking. You're, you're doing these things for me. Remember me, turn back to your first love. I love you. I love you. I did this for you. I did, right? It's a love thing. That's what it's about. Our relationship with, with Christ Jesus, with Christ Jesus, it's a love thing. It's an intimate walk. It's an intimate relationship. So there's things that you do for God that you wouldn't do for other people. And rightly so. Right. The Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. And what did he do? He he did. He did certain things for his people that he wouldn't do. For other people, for other nations, people that didn't know him, people that di didn't serve him, people that, that didn't fear him, they didn't get the, the same benefits, the same level of protection that God's people got. It was something that was very specific. And to this day, the Israelite people know that they, they may not be serving the Lord, you know, because there are Jews that believe Jesus, uh, is the Messiah. And then there's Jews that don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, but whether they do or do not, they are still God's people. They're still the Israelite people. They still have that rich heritage and that legacy that we are God's people. 
He gave the laws to us, right? It, it's, it's a very personal thing. And that's something that me and you can have right now. If you stop to think about it and direct your soul's attention like David did, remind yourself, think on the Lord. This is the Lord. It's, it's my God, the God of my life. He's, he's directed his love for me. At night, his song is with me. Make it personal. Okay, we're coming to a close. This is not a very long message, but it's, it's super important and it's super powerful if you get this and you hold on to this. You can do this right now. Remind yourself of what the Lord did. Some stuff is going to be big. It's going to stand out to you. I encourage you to start there with the big stuff and then start looking at the, the more subtle things that the Lord does. The different ways that he encourages you throughout the day. If you needed help getting up in the morning and you were so tired and groggy, you asked like last night, I was very tired and groggy. You know? I, I prayed to get up off the floor. If I was praying, I'm like, Lord, I need to go to bed. I know if you don't help me, I ain't going to get up. I'm just going to lay right here and probably fall asleep praying on the couch. Like a minute or two later, like my eyes pop wide open. Bing. He gave me the strength. I just jumped right up, started closing the windows, got the dog, went upstairs. Right. Stuff like that. There's very personal things that the Lord does with you every day, all throughout the day. Well, you can look and be like, there's my God right there. Oh, my God loves me. Oh, I love you, Father. I love you, Lord. I love you, Holy Spirit. He's He's loving on you all day long. We just have to uh, attune ourselves, so to speak, so that we're paying attention. The more you focus in on the Lord, the more you pay attention, the more you're looking for him, you will see God all throughout the day just loving on you. And that's what it is. It's not just God is doing this and that. God is loving on you specifically because he loves you specifically. And the love of God is so important. It's so important that we understand that God, who is our father, he loves you. That he loves you. Now, I had I, I had an understanding of this during the pandemic. Of course, I, I know there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Of course, I know that every Christian knows that. Every real Christian knows that. But there comes a time when 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 the the Father makes himself known, or the Lord makes himself known, or Holy Spirit makes himself known. It's like you're being introduced to that person. So all those years I had been a Christian, and I mentioned this before in one of my podcasts, my take like God was like some deadbeat, Father God was like some deadbeat dad. I remember I was praying and the thought just occurred to me, I know what Jesus does. I know what the Holy Spirit does. What does Father do? Like, and I remember thinking like, what does Father do? He just sit there like a bump on a lock. Like what, you know, and it was and I was apologizing even as I was saying it because God is God. He is holy. But I really didn't know father like that. And I just said, please, like, what what do you do? I, I just want to know. And I don't remember how much time passed. It definitely wasn't that same day, but maybe a couple of days or some weeks passed. And I remember I was in prayer one day. And I just I had an understanding. It's like I met father. I met father. And I'm like, Wow. Okay, now I really know you as father. 
And I understood how much he loved me and how much he wanted me to be with him in heaven. And if I was to die in sin, how it would break his heart. He loves me. He loves me. And before that, I didn't understand father like that. It was just a name. It was like, you know, like there's a, a father that maybe he donates. Um, I almost hate to say it, but like a father that donates, you know, like a sperm donor. That person biologically is a father, you know, but maybe the kid doesn't know that father. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like the father's not there, doesn't reach out. God is not like that. But in my mind, <clears throat> and maybe in your minds, if you've never met father like that, if you, if you, if you haven't looked at him like father, not just God, but God, the father, my father, my father, Jesus said, our father, which art in heaven, our father is his father. <clears throat> it's also our father because we came to him through Christ. So if you've never met father like this, I would encourage you, please ask him, just ask him, you know, he, he wants you to know him like that. And if you look at the troubles that are in the world, yes, all of the things that's going on is because people are in disobedience to God. I always say this, look at Deuteronomy 28, look at the list of curses, look at the world. Wow. It matches up. <laughs> it all matches up, right? But really what is needed is the love of God. It's the love of God. When you know God, when you love God, and you know him, he melts your heart. This is certain things you will not do because you love God. Yes, you fear God, but God's not trying to intimidate people. He is almighty God. He can do anything, but he's not that type of God. The devil rules through fear. Our God rules through love. It's totally different. And so God is good to you. And the Bible says that, the goodness of God leads men to repentance. It's God's goodness. It's his loving kindness. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And so there's certain things you won't do. And so in closing, we're coming to a close. Because you know, one, that God is God's plans. It's God's plans. It's not your plans. He, he may have given them to you. Just like God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. It wasn't Moses' command. It was God's commandments. He gave them to Moses. It was God's stuff. Your life, yeah, it's your life. But guess what? It's God's stuff. You belong to Christ. You belong to him. You're his. Everything you have is his. Your life is his. Your family is his. God is all over that. And certain things, even if you didn't pray for it, you know God is still going to take care of it because that's who he is and because it's connected to you and he loves you and he's got everything about you. It's his. It's all his. So remind yourself, one, the plan is not my plan. <clears throat> it's God's plan. It's a perfect plan. He has thought of every single thing I don't need to freak out about it. I don't need to stress about it. Even if it looks like I don't have the 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 mental wherewithal or the skill set or or the monetary uh backing or the connections, God already has it. I told you how God gave me jobs I wasn't even qualified for. There was people that was qualified, I beat them out for the job. 
because God loves me and I needed to take care of my family. And so he gave me the job. There's a scripture I'm going to share with y'all and we are coming to a close. Which I always remind myself. Uh, and it says that God will give men's lives. God will give men's lives in exchange for you. I'm just looking it up for y'all. Hold on a second. Here we go. Isaiah 43. Looks like Isaiah 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43. I'm just bringing it up now, y'all. Verse 4. Okay, um, this thing is all over the place. Verse four, since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable and I have loved thee. Therefore, will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Let's bring it up in ESV. So it's a little bit easier. A little bit easier to understand. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. I give men in return for you. Peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not for I am with you. This is your God. So you can take this scripture and always remind yourself when things are going on and you have lack or whatever. Listen. My God said he will give men's lives in exchange for me. There are things that other people are needing, but they're not God's kids. They're not God's people. Guess what? They ain't going to get it. You will get it. The wealth of the, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. They got something. God will give it to you because he loves you. I'm just going to repeat that scripture and we're going to close out. Be, uh, Isaiah 43 verse 4. And five, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I and I love you. I give men in return for you peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not for I am with you. Make it personal. Remember, it's God's plan. And God loves you. Remind yourself, make your soul remember things that the Lord has done and then attach it to you personally. God did this for me because he loves me. Okay, that's it. That's it. That is it for today's lesson. I hope this message blessed you. Remember to hold on to your faith. Do not compromise. The Lord is with you. Amen. No matter what, you stick with Jesus. And on that note, always remember, submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.